BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Politics, as it's always been. We have Trump in rally mode with more Supreme Court nominee info. And finally, well, you just have to wait and see. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. We're going to go over this Hunter Biden stuff. Don't worry, I'm going to make it, I'm going to keep it PG, as PG as I possibly can. There are some of these things here, um, look, I'm not a miracle worker here. There are some of these things here I'm going to have to kind of massage and you're going to have to read between the lines. I know you watch the show with your kids. I love that you do. You'll always be able to, but these are the facts on the ground. So I'm going to go over that here in a minute, but understand I read this report about Hunter Biden and his activity. I'm not shocked. I'm not morally outraged, not even in the slightest. I look at this, and all this did was confirm to me what I already knew to be true. Politicians want to be politicians for a reason. Oftentimes, it's not only power, it's money. There's a reason United States senators 
are over 80% millionaires. They make $165,000 a year. Don't get me wrong, that's good money. $165,000, God bless you. But you're not achieving millionaire status like that, not unless you're pretty daggone good with your money, or not, I mean, at least it's going to take a while. How does that happen? How does that happen all the time? Well, politicians find a way to line their own pockets, always. And I have accepted that a long time ago, and you should accept that now if you haven't already. I'm not morally outraged. Is all this Hunter Biden stuff ugly? You bet. In my opinion, this would end any Republican running for office in the United States of America if they were attached to a report like this. It is that ugly. I'm not saying you should sit here and think, oh, that's fine, who cares? I'm sure everyone does it, because everyone doesn't do it. But here's what you should know. You should know this is not abnormal. This is the stuff in this report. This is what they do. This is what politicians do. You know how much it sucks to be a politician? Now, we all hate them. Believe, as you know, I hate them more than you hate them. We all hate them. You know how much the life actually sucks? As somebody who ran for office twice, and lost twice, not to brag, but as somebody who ran for office twice, and I know senators and congressmen, lots of them, do you know what their life actually is? One, you travel all the time. Now, yes, I know what you're thinking. Well, it's all luxury travel. Oftentimes, they do travel to nice places. But most of the time, it's not actually luxury travel. It's one thing to say goodbye to the wife and kids for a quick one or two nighter. Sorry, honey, gotta go mingle with some diplomats in Paris for a couple days. Sorry, it's just the work. Obviously, you and I can put up with that. But you're traveling to parts of your district or parts of your state you don't want to travel to. You're listening to people you don't care to listen to. You're eating things you don't like. Oftentimes, you're saying things you don't like. When you're traveling or when you're not traveling, no matter what you're doing, you're also on the phone asking people for money. And even scumbag mooching politicians don't generally enjoy asking people for money. You know how much that sucks. It's the best part about not running for office and never running for office again, as I know I don't ever have to ask somebody for money again. It sucks. You're eating crappy food. You're doing crappy travel. You're asking people for money. And... When you're not doing any of those things, you're either in a boring committee meeting in D.C. I know you see these committee meetings on television, right? You see all the fireworks and, ah, it's Christine Blasey Ford or it's this one. Oh, boy, that's going to look good on the news. And look how fiery this is. Yeah, yeah, those those are something. That's like 1% of the committee meetings and hearings these guys do. I have personally sat in these meetings and watched people I know fall asleep. You didn't get to see that on the television set. They're brutally boring. So it's not like your life is all roller coasters and cotton candy anyway. And in the spare few minutes you have left, what's happening? You're getting yelled at all the time by everybody. People in your district, in your state, people out of your district, out of your state, by the media, by everyone. And maybe the worst part of all of it, you actually get it from your friends and family too, although they don't know they do it. This this is the part that really gets to them. They don't like to admit this, but it's your best supporters, it's your friends and family members that make the life twice as crappy. It's one thing to have Politico stick a microphone in your face as you're going down the hall. Is it really true that you murder puppies? Tell us, Congressman Kelly, all that stuff. It's not that. It's that you get back to your office and you finally have a minute. Oh, gosh. And, the, and Politico's gone and the doors are closed and you tell some intern, bring me a cup of coffee. And you close the door and you pick up the phone and you have 90 texts from your mother and from your wife and grandma. And, and did you really murder the puppies? Did you say, I saw it on Facebook that you murdered the puppies. It's, that's what it is. That's the life. It sucks. Why do they do it, though? Why do they do it and they can't seem to let it go? Power and money. People do these things for power and money. Joe Biden's been a politician in Washington, D.C., for over 40 years, putting up with all that crap I just told you about. Why is he doing that? Why do it? Well, you've got it all laid out for you now. 
Don't get me wrong, this will be out of the news in 24 hours because Joe Biden's a Democrat. As I said, this would end the campaign of any Republican. But it's all laid out. Senator Ron Johnson had this to say. Out today, report with Chuck Grassley found millions of dollars in questionable financial transactions. That's putting it mildly. Between Hunter Biden and his associates and foreign individuals, including the wife of the former Moscow mayor. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details, as I said about this, but I will tell you this. The lady he's talking about is more than just the wife of the former Moscow mayor. That former Moscow mayor, as corrupt as the day is long. That wife, richest lady in Russia, she's a billionaire, connected to all kinds of ugly things, wiring dollars by the million to Hunter Biden. It didn't stop there. We have financial transactions from Hunter Biden to adult industries, adult industries that have been linked with human trafficking. Okay, that's a little scummy, very scummy. Let's not call that world ending, but it goes beyond Russia. It goes to China as well. What it essentially is, this entire report, It is a laundry list of Hunter Biden having money pumped his way by foreign powers hostile to the United States of America. And if you look at Hunter Biden's resume, there's no earthly justification for this money going towards him, going towards his companies. No justification in the world other than daddy's vice president. There's not a second way to look at this, but this is what politicians do. It's the same thing organized crime guys have been doing for ages. Oh, I want a big ranch. Well, not going to put it in my name. Where's my uncle's cousin's third brother? That's what they do. That's what these politicians do. Joe Biden, he's not going to have the Russian mafia wire him a million dollars to his personal checking account at Bank of America. He may be slow at this point, but he's not an idiot. Joe Biden's going to get a little sweetheart deal for Hunter. And Hunter's even not even going to get a sweetheart deal for himself. Hunter's going to get a sweetheart deal for this, this startup he just hired. Oh, wow, look at that. The startup ends up with all these great contacts and this influx, influx of cash right away. Man, what a self-starter that guy is. Oh, look, it closed after two or three years. Man, amazing. Rich people, powerful people, politicians know how to wash dirty money. And there's not a second way to look at this. This is dirty money. And if this was Donald Trump's kids, this would be the end of the Donald Trump presidency. He'd already be standing in front of Congress enduring yet another impeachment. He would. He would. And you can't get a straight answer out of Joe Biden for this at all. He was asked about this back in 2019, and I could play you a thousand videos of him just saying this because it lasted about 24, 48 hours. He answered every question like this, and then reporters, because they have no interest in finding out the truth of a Democrat, just walked away. This is the Joe Biden line. How was your, your role as vice president in, uh, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine? How is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. No president. I'm sorry, that's not good enough if you're running for president, and you can do that thing. Look, we've all done that, haven't we? in an argument with our spouse or something like that, when you know you're wrong, it dawns on you that you're wrong and you actually don't have a good explanation. Man, why did I forget to take the trash out? Oh, why didn't you make dinner last night? I don't like your mother staying here. We've all done it, right? You raise the volume of your voice. When do you do that? Do you raise the volume of your voice when you have the facts on your side? No. And that's what Joe Biden does when he's asked this question all the time. I'm not going to answer that. Focus on Trump. Why aren't you focusing on Trump? And you know what's pathetic? They do. They shrug their shoulders. Well, I asked it. Oh, well. And they move right along to the next Republican scandal. And I'll tell you, I don't know why I'm surprised anymore at Republicans like Mitt Romney who pull this mealy mouth crap 
but this was Romney's response to finding out the Democratic nominee for President of the United States has family members linked all over the place to enemies of our country. One, of course, is the, I'll call it the Biden Burisma investigation. And, and that, I think, from the outset had the earmarks of a political exercise. And I'm fearful that comments made in the media recently have only confirmed that perspective. Um, obviously, it's the province of campaigns uh, and uh, political parties, opposition research, the media to carry out political endeavors to uh, learn about or dust up one's opponent. But it's not the legitimate role of government uh, for Congress or for taxpayer expense to be used uh, in an effort to, uh, uh, to damage political opponents. I just want you to understand that that's the same Mitt Romney, the only Republican in either House of Congress who just voted yes on impeaching the President of the United States when Democrats did exactly what he just said. And that, ladies and gentlemen, right there is exactly why government has only grown for the last hundred years and you and I have lost the culture war. because. We're always just trying to lose the right way instead of trying to win. And if the potential president of the United States of America has a family member with ugly links to human trafficking, organized crime, Russia and Beijing all over the place, that is not a possibly important thing for government to investigate. That is the most important thing in the world for government to investigate. They sure didn't have a hard time wiretapping Donald Trump based on a rumor about him being connected to Russia. Now did they? All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Here, I'm about to make you more comfortable though. You see, I've lectured you before, I've lectured myself before about practicing with your weapon. I have put I don't know how many thousands of rounds through weapons in my lifetime. I can shoot. Not one of these super ninja types, but I can shoot. Guess what? Those skills fade when I'm not practicing. Look at the news right now. Do you think now is the time for your skills to fade? Or do you think now is the time for you to be sharper than you've ever been? And I know what you're saying, Jesse, I don't, I don't have time to go to the range. I don't care. You don't have to anymore. iTarget made it so you don't have to anymore. It's an app for your phone. I'm not making this up. They have an app for your phone. They'll send you a little paper target stand. They sent me one. They have every major caliber available, whatever you want to practice with, including 5.56, 9mm, whatever you want to practice with. It's a laser bullet, goes in your weapon, and you can sit in the comfort of your home, in the air conditioning, in the heat, and practice. Get real practice with your weapon. It's that great, and guess what? You need to practice. I need to practice. We do. Get your eye target. Use it. Go to iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Save yourself 10%, but go buy yourself one today. We'll be back. Donald Trump in rally mode. The man does that really, really well, and he's in Pennsylvania. What have I told you? That's where he's going to live for two months because... Hate him or love him, the guy actually knows what he's doing. You park your butt in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida, North Carolina, too. That's what he's going to do. I bet you'll see some Arizona mixed in there. And I can't believe I'm going to say that. But you and I can lose track of state races, especially states we're not part of, right? Keep your eyes on Arizona. Here's what's happening there for those of you who aren't aware. I ran for Congress there twice. One of the people I ran against there, her name was Martha McSally. I ran against her in a Republican primary the second time I ran and eventually lost, but I won the primary. I beat her, I won the primary. And so I had a personal experience standing on stage with her, debating her, meeting her at campaign events, so on and so forth. 
Martha McSally is the prime example of mistakes Republicans make over and over and over and over and over again with this stupid identity politics crap. Because on paper, Martha McSally looks like the next great superstar. Oh, wow, she's a woman. We, we're hurting with women. We need more women, right? <laughs> Oh, look, the, the first female fighter pilot. That makes it even better. So we have women and veterans, checkbox, checkbox. She must be a superstar. So they took her after she eventually won that congressional seat, and they ran her against cinema in Arizona, a, a seat that had been held by a Republican for a long, long time. And she loses. All of a sudden, oh, my goodness, we, we lost one Arizona seat. We had, we had both seats for Republicans. Now we lost one. That's a big deal, right? And then there was another opening. And this opening, you didn't have to have an election. You could just appoint anybody you wanted to that opening to serve out the remainder of that term. And in a move that, honestly, my jaw still hangs open like one of those cartoon characters, they appointed Martha McSally to that seat. Don't, don't let your eyes glaze over. I'm going somewhere with this. Well, now she's running up against Mark Kelly, the astronaut husband of former Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords. Martha McSally is down and down significantly in every single pool because Martha McSally's awful. She looks good on paper as a candidate, just as a personality charisma-wise. She couldn't possibly be any worse. What I'm saying is I'm not doing this to bag on Martha McSally. I'm saying this identity politics garbage, it can lead to a big, big, big problem because there's a lot more at stake in Arizona this November than just Martha McSally costing the second Senate seat in her short career. There's a presidential election on the line, and they're doing polls now in Arizona. Arizona, Arizona that has been Republican in presidential elections, and Joe Biden's up in some of these polls. There's a price to pay for your identity politics. We need a female fighter pilot. It has to be a woman, otherwise we won't do well with women. That way of thinking is so stupid and it's gonna cost Arizona not one, but two Senate seats. Both are gonna be held by Democrats after this November and there's a chance it could cost the United States of America the presidency as Arizona is going to be very, very important and there's a good chance this presidential race is that close. Identity politics, ladies and gentlemen, run from it at all times. Oh, this is, we, we definitely need more Hispanics. If we found a black guy, we better get a black guy. Let's focus on doing the right thing, no matter the gender or ethnicity. How about that? Just let's, let's run on that. Donald Trump's in rally mode. Here he was. Now we're going to pick an incredible woman, brilliant woman, and watch the abuse that she will take. Whoever, it's going to, the decision's going to be announced on Saturday. Five o'clock on Saturday at the White House. We have great support from the Republican Party, tremendous support. It's never been this unified before, ever, ever. In the fake impeachment, we had 196 to nothing Republican support. And we had 52 and a half to a half in the Senate. Who was the half? I can't imagine. I can't. But he was very good today, I have to tell you. He was good. Now I'm happy. Thank you, Mitt. Thank you. No, he was very good. The guy's good in rally mode. All right. Have you been enjoying your grill gun yet from Grill Blazer? I know you have because my emails are already blowing up how much you love it. I told you. I told you. Who enjoys cleaning their grill? Who enjoys lighting their grill? This guy. Because I have a grill gun from Grill Blazer. It's awesome. And we have this little fire pit out back. That thing fancy. We're not made of money around here. But we have this little fire pit out back. You throw a little wood in there and fire that bad boy up. And you know how that generally works. You have maybe the long lighter and you're trying to light it there. It's cake now. Fire up the grill gun. Lights right up. Cleaning your grill. Lighting the grill. Lighting fires. Go get a grill gun from Grill Blazer. Make your life more fun and easier. And they have this sous vide gun. I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. I called it SUV when I pulled it out of the package and my wife just put her hands over her face and shook her head. 
whatever. It's a miniature indoor version that allows you to sear your meat right there on the stovetop or right there on whatever non-flammable thing you have it on. It's a pretty slick way to sear it. Mess-free slick way to sear it. Go to grillblazer.com. That's grillblazer.com. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE. You get 10% off. We'll be back. Joining me now, president of the Security Studies Group and former Green Beret and author now. Author of a book I would highly recommend, one we frankly need at this point in time, called The Myth of White Fragility. Jim, you didn't feel like you had white fragility when you were wading through the muck in the various crappy places of this world? You know, I thought I was actually displaying the exact opposite of that until the smarty pants liberals who think they run our planet uh, informed us otherwise. So, yeah, no, I voted no on that. Hence the book, uh, which rips apart the whole white people are racist, white supremacist country garbage they're trying to do, which the president helped us out with. So, yeah. <sighs> Explain to me why white liberals are like this. And it's not as if it's just you and I who are blasting these people. You can go all the way back to Malcolm X, of all people, and see him trash white liberals and the way they look down on others. I mean, FDR was the king of this. He was high society guy, more morally trying to help out the lowly people in the world and feeling like he's king of the world. What is that mentality? Where does that come from? Well, it is a kind of white privilege does exist. It exists for white liberals and they give it to themselves. And what uh -huh. they do, you know, they, they go ahead and then they feel guilty about it. So you take white privilege, combine it with liberal guilt, and then you sprinkle it all over everybody else in a clinical case of projection. And ta-da, then you've got critical race theory and all this garbage telling the rest of us that we're racists because white liberals are racists and feel bad. So uh, we don't have to listen to them. We can fight back. Um, now the president's helping. You know, everybody seems to have figured out it's really a sham. And so it's, it's a good time for the rest of us to say, um, no, I'm not a racist. America's not a racist country. And we're not going to let you spend tax dollars lying to the American public about that. Jim, I hate to ambush you like this on my own TV show because you're my friend, but could you once again give us the, the technique for the reverse sear? I don't know how to do this yet. <laughs> you know, dude, you love ambushing people about this stuff. The reverse sear is when you take a lovely piece of meat and you slow cook it up to about 120 degrees for rare beef, and you do that with indirect heat. Then once you get it to 120, you take it off, let it cool, and then when you're ready to serve it, you throw it in a sizzling hot cast iron skillet to sear both sides, and then what you get is a perfectly done steak from top to bottom with none of the, you know, the checkerboard stuff that you get if you throw it on hot coals on the grill. Hold on, hold on. I need you to explain indirect heat in detail, and I need you to explain why I have to let it cool. How long do I have to let it cool? Do I throw it in the fridge? What, what am I doing here? Room temp would be good. You let it sit for 20 minutes and you're probably good. And indirect heat okay. just means put a pile of coals on one side of the grill, put the steak on the other side of the grill. That's it. And if you're not cooking it on a grill, we're not talking. And if your grill has okay. gas blowing on the steak, then we might be fighting. So those are the rules. Oh, yeah. I'll go home and grab my charcoal. No issues there. All right, Jim. Trump's in rally mode now and he has this SCOTUS nomination coming up I can see a, for, uh, uh, see a scenario where this really really genuinely hurts the left because they can't help themselves but to go all in against Barrett assuming it's going to be Barrett mm -hmm. and they're going to make themselves look even more terrible to the squishy middle people who decide elections am I just looking at this through rose colored glasses no, of course they're going to do. That's the beautiful thing. You know, it's it's like a wonderful opportunity. Not only are we going to get an actual conservative on the bench who believes in the Constitution and God and not killing babies, but the left is going to lose their mind. I mean, I feel like I should add, you know, some smoke and, and fire trails in my backdrop because they're going to burn down D.C. while this is happening, and it's all going to happen on national television. So we have all the advantages of those optics as the president puts forth a fully qualified nominee for the Supreme Court, which everyone expects them to do. You know, we can't go into this contested election with a 4-4 split on the Supreme Court 
we end up with no president. So everyone else understands this, and the left's going to totally fall right in the trap. Jim, someone I trust tells me that Democrats, he's, you know, in Democrat circles, tells me Democrats have already decided. It doesn't matter whether it's Joe Biden, whoever it is, the next Democrat president is packing the Supreme Court, expanding it. And I think people have a hard time figuring out what exactly that means and what it means for the country. What's it mean? There is no prohibition or no rule that says you have nine justices on the Supreme Court. So you could have more or you could have less. And that's technically constitutional. You know, it's been done before. It's a dirty trick. It's a nasty, you know, rotten thing to do. But if you have the president, you know, and the ability in Congress to get these people, you know, at least through the Senate, um, you can do it. And you can go ahead and they could put 15 people on the court by adding six more, you know, radical leftists to it. The problem is then when the Republicans get control again, which happens, they can do the same thing. So if you want to start that kind of crazy you know, action where everybody no longer is following any established norms, you can do it. But at some point, you've got an insane system and, and we lose the checks and balances and the separation of powers that the founders designed. Um, I, I don't think they'll actually do it. I think they're just angry and they want to threaten it. Jim. I'm completely unbothered by right-wing judges and left-wing judges just because I don't think there are impartial people out there. I don't think that's human nature, and I don't understand why we have to pay lip service to that. I just want somebody who will impartially, uh, you know, interpret the Constitution. Everybody says that. I, I do not. I want a, a fire-breathing right-winger who's going to destroy everything left and push everything I care about. And look, the left, uh, that's what they want, too. That's fine. Why can't we all just come to agreement that the court is simply another political body? Um, I think we're doing that. You know, I think that's exactly what's happening right now is there was a, a point in time where the facades were in place, you know, and we had the establishment Republicans who would, oh, we want someone who does this and that. And the left at least had people who were willing to pretend that they had some principles. Um, they're, they're throwing those people out the window, you know, and now you've got AOC and the squad running things and they just don't care. They are rabid commies, and they're going to act like rabid commies. So I, I think you're right. I don't see any reason to pretend that there is impartiality because there isn't. Um, and the nice thing is, at least now, our team's fighting. You know, for a long time, our team tried to pretend we had the moral high ground and we weren't going to do that. That's garbage. You know, take the gloves off. This is a bare-knuckle match. Eye gouging is allowed. Why are we fighting now? What changed? Um, the left changed more than anything. You know, what happened was, and, and I think we can thank Trump for this in a lot of ways. They were doing a very good job of moving the country to the left through culture. You know, as Andrew Breitbart said, politics is downstream from culture. Well, they own Hollywood, they own TV, they own academia, they're indoctrinating our kids. And they were basically doing a really good job of changing the country in a very leftward way. The problem was Trump came in and they were like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. And so they ripped the mask off. They stopped pretending that that's not what they were doing. You know, they at least pretended it was, it was you know, just a, a nice way to, to teach the country. Now they're like, no, actually we wanna burn it all down and start over because it's evil and racist. And that's an honest thing. And that's actually now moving middle America back in our direction. So we have Trump to thank and the left to thank for that. Why do they hate Trump so much? Why? Now, I understand that they hate Republicans so much. I get all that. I, I get all the stuff that's already built in. Why does he drive them to the point of insanity? What is it about him? Is it actually him? Is that just what they've become? Is it something he does? Specific? What is it? Trump is kind of uniquely built to aggravate the left for one reason. <laughs> he won't take their crap. You know, that's just it. They hate it. They call George Bush. Hitler, you know, Bush Hitler was the thing during the whole eight years of the George W. Bush presidency. So it's not like they haven't been on that tear before, but Trump's like, I'm a Nazi, you're a scumbag, you're a loser, I hate you, you know, and he punches them right back in the face. And they're not used to that. They got away with it because the country club cruise ship Republican set was unwilling to fight back. And Trump's like, no, nah, you call me names, I'm from New York, I'm a Brooklyn guy, I'm gonna knock you down. 
As a matter of fact, I might knock you down first if I think you're gonna. And they're not used to having the right be powerful in their face. And to, to top it off, Trump's kind of a vulgarian, you know? He is that guy. He is a rude, crude, socially unacceptable kind of guy. And he's happy with it. And they just hate that. Plus, he's successful. You know, he's good at it. He's getting things through that the left hates, and that's driving him crazy. Jim Hansen, author of The Myth of White Fragility. Go by today. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you, brother. Always a pleasure, Jesse. You know I don't do hyperbole, right? I, I don't. I try to bring you down, like I told you, like I told you with Hunter Biden today. Obviously, it's scummy, it's gross, it's wrong, but it's common. More common than you or I want to admit. So I'm not telling you to take all of your money and stuff it in a cleaned-out mayonnaise jar and bury it in the back of your yard because the sky is falling and the world's going to end. I'm not telling you that, but I am telling you this. There is going to be a painful market correction. There is. You cannot print money on this scale. You cannot print money on this scale while also having business closures on this scale and combine that with the tax increases, mostly local and state, that are coming next year because of budget shortfalls. You can't have all these things without a budget, without a market correction. You can't. So you don't have to do anything drastic. But you do need to get a gold IRA to backstop yourself. You do. Gold Alliance is right there to walk you through it every single step of the way, but you've got to have it. You've got to have it. Don't have all your money in that market right now, please. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Joining me now, host of the Roth Effect podcast, the great Carol Roth. She comes on here and makes us smarter every single time. Well, she makes you all smarter. I've obviously reached the peak of my ability. Carol, we have this Hunter Biden stuff. I am not blown away simply because I'm so jaded. I just assume all these people are getting sweetheart deals and Russian hookers at all times. So when I find it laid out on paper, I think to myself, oh, Okay, business as usual. However, I think people get a little confused how easy it is for politicians and powerful people and wealthy people anywhere to wash money. Because they get confused. They hear about this money sent to this politician's son, only it's sent to this politician's son's company. But then that company declares bankruptcy and everybody just seems to go away and everything fades away. Walk me through the process. <laughs> well, you assume that I'm an expert in washing money, so I would like to say that I've never personally done it myself. I would also <laughs> like to point out that you, Jesse Kelly, are obviously a man of the people because you use the term wash money as opposed to the more elitist laundering money, which is really the preferred term uh, um, amongst the elites. Uh, but really, it's a, a way to move money around in an illegal fashion so that it's not traceable back. I feel like the mafia um, are sort of the ultimate experts in doing this in U.S. lore. But certainly uh, politicians, wealthy, connected people, um, all kinds of people of various degrees of shenanigans seem to have their own sets of rules and laws that don't apply to the rest of us. We've seen this over and over again. And uh, in terms of what is allowed and what is quote unquote legal um, and the more powerful you are and uh, in some cases the wealthy you are the, the more the rules bend and unfortunately there are a lot of banks and institutions some of them international and some of them here in the good old US of A that are connected that will look the other way and they know at the end of the day because of their connections they're going to get some sort of a fine or a slap on the wrist when it's found out and nothing else is going to happen and that unfortunately has become the American way. Carol, explain to me, and this is going to be the ultimate general question and impossible, impossible to answer, but look, you come on this show so you know that's what you're going to get. Let's say there are, a th there's obviously a lot more than this, let's say there are a thousand financial transactions in any given day. 
Is every single one of these transactions monitored by some sort of law enforcement force? Like you hear about these things happening and most people, the question I get the most is, how did they not get caught? How do they get away with it? So how do they not get caught? So, you know, if you think about financial institutions, you know, forget about thousands of transactions, hundreds of thousands of transactions, millions of transactions that are moved along according to different rules. And, you know, obviously there are different people in supervisory functions that are looking at things, but they can't, you know, you can't have 12 people looking at every transaction. So you have to account uh, you count on people to report and then you go back in and you audit the reports and you say, does this look generally kosher? Um, and so sometimes that if you're good at hiding things in the right way, it looks generally kosher and you're able to pass it off. Sometimes it's completely blatant. I go back to the case of Goldman Sachs, um, who's re recently got in trouble for their role in the what's known as the billion dollar whale set of transactions. Fantastic book if people haven't read it, um, but it's related to the sovereign fund of Malaysia, 1MDB, and Goldman Sachs helped uh, basically bilk these sovereign funds out of billions of dollars. And it should have set off a red flag because the amount of fees they were getting in order to do the transaction were like hundreds of times more than what they would have gotten from a normal transaction. So that obviously raised a red flag, but you know, somebody said, well, let's just roll with it. And you know, if you get caught on one of every, you know, I don't know, 20 or 100 of them, I guess you make out okay. And you know, these are one-time fees that uh, fines that you get slapped with. You know, a couple people go to jail who are flunkies. It's never the people at the top. And so because there are no real consequences of accountability, whether it's in the for the elites or whether it's for our politicians, uh, that's how these you know continual uh, breaches of these you know ethics and in some cases legal breaches continue to happen. Carol, I find it very difficult anymore to merge my tiny government libertarian leanings with national security interests. I guess that, look, I guess that's the history of trying to figure out how you stand politically. But like Hunter Biden's deal with this Ukrainian company has no business being there. Everybody knows he has no business being there. Board positions, even in this country, are always just hand out favors to somebody for influence for something. But I don't know what I want done about that. He's not a politician. He's the son of a politician. He has a position he has no business having, but that in and of itself is not against the law. A lot of people have positions they don't deserve to have. What, what does Carol Roth want to see happen? So I want to see the government shrunk in scope so that these positions do, be not, do not become so um, important. Obviously, if Joe Biden or whoever it is, you could you can name the politician, we won't just single him out, this happens all across the board, if they didn't have so much control over so many different things, then there would be no need to give their sons or girlfriends or whomever these positions of power. And that's basically what's ha happened. We've had this, this tyrannical government creep that the federal government and in some cases, the state governments are in charge of so many things and spend so much money and have so much power and cash, you know, under their discretion that it becomes much easier for them to be bought off in some way. And that goes back to the, the smaller government principles. We're never going to get around human nature. People are always going to seek power. They're always going to be bad actors. So how do we minimize that? We minimize it by decentralizing that power and getting more back to the tenets of free markets, capitalism, and individuals. And the less power they have, the less things they can mess up, the less shenanigans that surround everyone, and the better off we all are. Carol, are you drawn, now you're probably not because it's you, but are you drawn in any way to identity politics? No. I, I, I ask this because no. I, I find it to be the most unappealing thing in the world, but I feel like I'm in a minority. I don't care if another white guy gets elected, another black guy, another woman, another Hispanic, another this, and none of that stuff interests me at all. I'm not impressed about, look at the new Republican woman, look how pro-women we are. I find that stuff to be idiotic. I just don't relate to people in that way. But clearly this works because all sides do it. Am I wrong? Are you, do you find this appealing at all? 
No, it makes me want to put my head through the wall because I've spent my entire life trying to stand out and be different than everyone else. And then everyone wants to put me in a box. And I am in a lot of boxes. You know, I'm a woman who has been in finance and the media. And I can tell you that that is a limiting factor when they hold me up as the woman business person or the woman whatever, because then the, the underlying assumption is that I didn't earn that on my own. And it makes it impossible for me to be effective and to have consensus. So in my perfect world, we would all just be avatars. Nobody would see anyone and you would just judge people on their actions and their character. All of this other stuff is completely against the foundational principle of the individual. Drives me crazy. And the fact that we have gotten away from that is what's enabled all of the things we're talking about and all of the too big to succeed government. Obviously, being a woman in the business world is going to present a different set of challenges than it is for a man. I don't want to say more. I don't want to say less because I've never been a different. woman in the business yeah. world. But it's certainly it's it's certainly a different set of challenges. I mean, have you, you ever have, tried to walk in high heels, Jesse? That in and of itself is a giant challenge, and I do not recommend it for anybody. Look, I just recommend you keep doing it, Carol, okay? That's because that is an outstanding look for women. But be that as it may, obviously we have some young people, kids that watch this show, plenty of them, and there are going to be some young ladies in there as well. What advice would you give to a young woman wanting to enter the high-powered business world which you've been in? I would say go do it. I, my, I was raised as my father's only son, basically, and was never told <laughs> that I could or couldn't do anything based on any immutable characteristics, let alone you know chromosomes or whatnot. So if you want to do something, work hard, work smart, make the connections. And frankly, given the way that a lot of people are being raised today, if you're just you know diligent and have some attention to detail and are willing to work, that alone is going to put you at the top of the pile. So um, go out there and uh, do some things that I can't say on air, but do them. Kick, Good you know for what? you. You know what? It's funny you brought... It's funny you brought that up about the diligence. I tell my sons all the time, a simple yes, ma'am, no, sir, and holding the door open for someone while looking them in the eye is going to put you in the top 20% of the dirt balls in this job market this day and age. But Carol Roth, thank you, ma'am. Always a pleasure. All right. We'll be back. Wedding proposals. I don't want to sound like your grandpa right now, but I'll just say this. I've never understood doing it in public, taking, going out in a big group, doing it in a big group, and I really don't understand this new era of having to do it all on videotape. You know, everybody do it all on videotape. One, I like privacy. I like private moments. I think that's worth something. And two, man... Are you playing with fire if you're going to videotape it? Here was this lovely wedding proposal this young lady will remember the rest of her life. Talk louder. Yo. Oh, Christ. You good, bro? It's okay. <laughs> You know, the worst part of that whole thing, it wasn't even the crash. It was, of course, one of the witnesses there who knows what that lady is. Hey, talk louder! Talk louder! You can't, you can't just have your wedding proposal. You got to be coached through the whole thing like you're an actor. I'm out on that. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. 
It's nicotine free. It's even sugar free. And I highly recommend just a personal choice. I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.